Gratitude. Today with me is, is Barry Matthews. Barry, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you very much, sir. It's Friday afternoon in England. And so the week is almost done. You know, Barry, when I hear your name, you know, first time I met you, I really thought you'd be like an R&B smooth jazz, Barry Matthews. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it turns out you're more of like an Eddie Vedder. It's like a lookalike. So maybe Pete Townsend. But uh, that's not actually what you do. You're not a singer. You, uh, you own Resource, uh, where you guys help, you help businesses access, I guess, power of the global on-demand crowd. And a fascinating topic, and we're going we're gonna to cover it today. But maybe give us a little background uh, on you um, and how you, you launched uh, this company recently. Yeah. So, no, I, you're right. I'm not a singer. Well, not, not often anyway, unless I've had a few beers. Um, so yeah, I'm Barry Matthews. Um, I am a career consultant. I've been working in consultancy for just about all of my life or all of my working life anyway, so 20 odd years, uh, helping businesses do things better, faster, cheaper. So focus on operational efficiency. Um, most recently I was at ISG. I ran ISG's business in Northern Europe and that's where you and I met. Um, and before that I ran Allsbridge's business in Europe before that I had my own consulting company. And I've just done that again. I've just left ISG and set up my own consulting company. Started on the 1st of October. Uh, the company is called Resource, as you quite rightly say. And our, our job in life is to, is to help enterprises to access on-demand talent at scale. And we'll tell you all about that and what that means as we, uh, as we have our discussion. Fantastic. So as far as I hear, I think you know what you're doing in consulting, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you've done a, a few successful now and been acquired. And, and I think your timing of the of this this industry and i think actually maybe to start with i think the timing's great can you define it i mean is it open town is it gig economy is it the on-demand workforce is it all that let's let's start big level what what is yeah. the industry called it's um it doesn't really have a name i would say it's so confusing so people call it the gig economy but it's not just about getting gigs people call it freelancing which of course it is because typically most of the, the people who you engage with as an enterprise will be freelance they won't be employed um, it encompasses crowdsourcing so that's another term that is used um, it uh, it's called open talent broadly or um, platform sourcing sometimes so it's it's one of those those industries that sort of doesn't have a category quite yet and I think those of us in the industry need to really create a category so it's clear what, what we're talking about. But effectively, what, if we take a step back, we're saying, how do we link supply and demand? How do we get enterprises to get access to the skills that they need when they need it? And typically through a platform with resources that can be anywhere around the, around the world who are looking for uh, specific pieces of work rather than being full-time employed. Well, how big is it though? I mean, is it, you know, 100 million, 100 billion, and how big? 1.5 trillion, latest, latest figures. It's a huge, huge market. So there are 70 million um, freelance workers in the world right now, and it's growing at about 20% um, CAGR, and that was pre-COVID, so it'll be growing faster than that. Now there are about two um, new talent matching platforms launched every week. Um, there are about 800 platforms in the market. So, I mean, it's a hugely uh, rapidly growing area of, of industry, which is shaking up employment models, is shaking up managed service providers, contingent models, it's shaking up outsourcing, and it's, um, it's, it's still relatively early stages. It's going to have a big impact. Well, that's one of the questions I was asked. I mean, is it game, is it, is this, you know, is it game ready? Is it vaporware, or has this thing become a bit of, is it turned to water yet? I mean, can you? Can oh, absolutely. You I mean, 
you know, Fiverr, one of the platforms you'll have heard of was valued at 5.5 billion the other day. You know, freelancer.com has got something like, I don't know, 40 million people registered to it. I mean, they, these are big, big platforms that, that you know, make a, uh, make a lot of money um, and provide a lot of work for a lot of people. And most enterprises are using these platforms in some way, shape or form, but they're not necessarily doing it as part of a, a strategy. And what we're in business to do is to say, take a step back, think about your workforce strategy, Think about how you use just traditional freelancers, certainly post, uh, sorry, pre-COVID when they physically came to the office. Think about how you engage outsourcers. Think about how you, um, which functions you automate. And if you sort of shake all that up and then come back with a strategy, we can help you to put something in place which, which it increases your productivity, increases your efficiency and saves you millions of dollars. I mean, does this just decimate the BPO market potentially? It will, it will disrupt the BPO market, it will disrupt the ITO market as well. It'll disrupt outsourcing because why, you know, you don't need to spend the money you're spending in a traditional outsourcing fashion um, if you could go onto a platform and know that you could get access to the skills you want in AI or in data science or in quantum computing or in 5G or some form of software development or project management, whatever it is, right? So it, it won't, it's not a panacea for everything. It's not going to completely replace outsourcing. You still want to, a good brand who's going to guarantee quality and time and cost for some things, but it will augment, it will supplement. Um, and it's a new way of thinking about sourcing talent. Well, so who are the players in the, I think you mentioned a couple. So just, just so give me like a handful of them. Yeah. So there's uh, companies like freelancer.com that I've mentioned or guru.com or top Tal or Upwork. And then there are specialists like in the design space, you look like 99 designs. And there's organizations like Catalant, which will organize an entire, entire process. You've got, if you want, um, you know, sort of exec experts, you go to the business talent group. If you want a um, uh, software development, you'll probably go to Top Coder. I mean, there are, there are so many. We're creating a directory now, a detailed directory of, of the biggest platforms. We're up to about 100. And so we've got a guy working for us who's just going through all of the detail of, you know, commercial models, number of people on, on the community, what they focus on when they were established, you know, how they look after the community, all of that type of stuff. So that we'll have a really, really comprehensive um, data, data set that we can use for our customers. So it sounds like you're positioning to then to do not only advisory consulting, uh, research, is that, is that true? We'll be doing, we, we will be doing research yeah, as, as we grow with, we're pretty, um, yeah, as I say, October the 1st, and we're now sitting here almost to the end of October. Um, so we're a month in, but, but as, as we, grow the business, we, we will absolutely be providing some um, research as well as consulting. All right. So, you know, your company, you're looking at this, you know, who used this? Is this, is this the fortune 50? Is it the mom and pop? I'm like, what's the market? I mean, at, I, at the moment, the market's really, I mean, it's all, it's all over the place. So absolutely. If you are a, a small to medium enterprise or a startup, you know, rather than going to an agency to get your design done or, you know, rather than going to, to hire an HR professional, you go to an HR platform or you go to, do a, to a design platform. So the small to medium enterprise and the startup community use it, but also big enterprises use it as well. I mean, you know, access to talent is one of the big challenges that big enterprises have, right? The smartest people always work for someone else. And if you knew that you could go to a platform and just find the resource you needed at the click of a button in a few hours, rather than having to you know, hire somebody full time, which will take months and and costs you an awful lot of money or go to an agency where, you know, again, you're going to take some time and go through a process. If you knew that at the AI matching algorithm on the platform would put you in touch with the right skill that you need for the right period of time 
and you can guarantee cost and quality and IP and security and all of the other things that you would worry about, um, then you do it, right? And that's and now those platforms are becoming more mature and you can get exactly that. Then, then big, big enterprises, global businesses are going to these platforms in, in droves and it's grow, growing, growing quickly. So it's a really fragmented market. I would imagine, especially, I mean, smaller companies probably would be less concerned, but though they should be, but on, on some of these objections, I would think intellectual property, security, uh, you know, hmm. is going to decimate my culture of my company. And though that yeah. COVID is probably doing a fine job of that for a lot of companies anyway, yeah. uh, t- talk me about some of the, the biggest objections and, you know, if I, I know no, no one wants to give away consulting advice, but this might be a good time to give a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> teaser of, uh, of how you get over those and, or should, should you? No, absolutely. And they're always the, the first challenges that come from clients is, you know, what, what about security? Let's say, let's say security and IP. Um, and, and there are, there are lots of ways to, to, uh, to get over it, but if, and because there's lots of different models, it's not a straightforward answer, but, but say you're a, you know, you're a top coder, which is basically like a challenge platform. So you as an enterprise say, I, I've got a, an application created in one version of code and I want it to be upgraded to another version of code. And you put that onto the platform and then top coders community of 1.2 million people around the world bid on that almost like a competition. Well, it, it is actually like a competition. Now in that scenario, top coder are the, the platform and they own that process and they can hide who the client is. So if you're, if you're a, you know, you're a global brand and you don't want some, you know, random, although curated, person from somewhere else around the world to know to be working on your code and know it explicitly because you're worried about it from a trademark or a IP perspective, then top coder acts as the middleman and says, my client has an application which needs to be up, updated. So, so therefore you can, they can protect, protect your IP that way. And it works the same on other platforms as well. You say, I want a data scientist. Um, here's what I want you to do, but you don't have to actually say who, who you are. So the platform can hide it. However, if you're just looking for a freelancer to do a task for you, a bit like we would hire a 1099 to do some consulting, um, then the platform does the screening of that person, the, what we call in the UK CRP checks, criminal record bureau checks, they do the passport screen, all of that type of stuff. And then the work typically will take place through the platform and the platform looks after then security. And then the freelancer is then rated a bit like you rate your, your Uber driver. And so then you're, you're in a safer situation than if you were just hiring a freelancer to, like in a 1099 basis, right? Because Every time they're, they, they're doing anything on the platform, it's monitored, it's tracked, it's measured. So from a security perspective and a, and a IP perspective, you're, you're, you can see exactly what they're doing. So it's safer than the traditional model. And then, so would this favor though project type activities or is the advice still on companies at this stage, your core activity should be done by a core employed team? Yeah, I mean, again, this is the sort of thing that resource um, advises on. So. You know, never outsource your brain, right? I mean, always keep your leadership and your strategy in, internal would be my mantra. You know, some, I mean, Accenture was saying years ago, talking about liquid workforces, that there will be, you know, there'll be, there'll be FTSE 100, Fortune 500 organizations where only the C-suite are employed. Every other function is made up of an ecosystem of technology providers and, and freelance um, platforms. Whether we'll get there, who knows, but we're not, we're not going to be there for a long, long period of time. So, what I'm saying to, to customers is, yeah, keep your strategic thinking, keep your leadership, <clears throat> keep air le- levels of management, and then use platforms as part of an ecosystem which involves outsourcing or involves RPA robots and involves open talent um, pl- platforms as, as well. And within open talent, you do some crowdsourcing and you do just some, some freelance matching. But you, know, you would never 
I, I can never say never, and I suppose it depends on your on your business. But I think it'll be a while be, before we see everything being done on a freelance basis. But it could be, right? You could just have a shop window, you know, for your business, and you could put everything onto a freelance platform to 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 get it done. And you can buy an hour. You can you want some advice from a consultant? You can go onto a platform to get that done. You want some advice from a HR expert, you go onto a platform. I was talking to the chief executive of a company called One Circle yesterday that does exactly that. Um, or if you want a project done by a team of management consultants who are ex McKinsey, there's a platform for that. So it really does, you know, it varies between tasks and complex programs. It sounds like there's so much available and growing. Yeah. The- the space for the services and consulting around us are, are absolutely going to be needed to say, where do you go? What's the package, if you will, or what's the, yeah. uh, the seasons you put into this mix to, to bake what you want? I'm not sure what the right yeah. analogy is, but yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just sitting here. I mean, so. yeah, I mean it's, you're absolutely right. right? I mean, because, you know, we'll, I'll talk to, to some enterprise and they'll say, well, these platforms exist. I can just go onto a platform myself. Well, of course you can. You can do that. No problem at all. Um, and you'll get some, you'll get a good result if you're lucky enough to choose the right platform but if you want to do it at scale as a you know as an enterprise-wide initiative to say we are going to be using open talent within IT and you want to save millions of dollars then you need to have a proper strategy right you need to engage you know the, the executive and make sure that you get the messaging through to the organization you need to think about your processes and how those processes work because they'll need to be changed so you can embrace uh, em- embrace open talent and then you need to make sure you're choosing the right platform or platforms that the right contractual models in place that you're compliant with all of the right legislation that they're screening the contractors are going to work with. And then you mentioned culture earlier, which is a really big challenge. If you're suddenly accessing you know, resources via a platform, you don't necessarily, you're never, probably never going to meet these people, right? But yet they're working for you and with you as your trusted colleagues. Um, and that, that's a challenge. How do you, how do you build a culture of an organization when you don't necessarily know even the names of, of the people that are working for you? It's like outsourcing in, in a way, but it's a, just a different form of outsourcing. And it's even, it's even more abstracted because sometimes you'll, you'll just get, a, a, um, um, you'll get some talent to uh, complete something for you and you literally won't know the person's name or even where they live because they're just sitting on a, on a platform. It'd be like having a, 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 a digital worker, having like, like a robot doing it doing it for you. So the, think of the cultural challenges that that brings. And again, that needs help. You can't just set up a platform and, and wait, you know, wait to, for the cash and the savings to come in. It needs to be, it needs some handholding and it needs some, um, it, it needs some consultancy to help you to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I don't want to get too in the weeds with the how, but every time you would leverage this, I could see the, the potential issue of, you know, if, it, if it's working great, it's great, but a half done work. So someone bails halfway through it. If it's freelancer or it's a team, you know, where does that, where's the rest of that work? Is it just sitting on someone's computer now? You know, and I know this is probably a a bigger question that you have with everybody. I think every, that's one of the biggest questions I would think I need to answer is how do you set this up? So if we get halfway down the road on a project or a, a, a larger, not just like a, you know, a task, but a bigger project, just from the get-go, maybe it leads to the questions, what's the first things you should be doing uh, before you start this journey? So what's the first step you should do? And, and maybe as well, if you could, what should you never do? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the first, the first step is to, is to have a strategy. Think about why you would be using a type of platform 
What are you trying to achieve? So you know that what good looks like at the end of it. So, so definitely the first thing is to have a strategy. You know, if it's cost savings and what, what, what type of cost saving we're we trying to get and how much and by when. You know, if it's just because we need additional capacity in data science, then, then, then great, maybe we're hiring some heads. But if it's a, we actually looking for a specific pattern matching algorithm in our data, then maybe we put that onto a, a platform and get some results back. So you've got to have a strategy for, for, first of all. And then you choose the type of platform you would use will depend on your strategy because some of the platforms will manage the entire process for you. So like you say, what happens if a freelancer stops and goes and get a gig somewhere else and I'm left halfway through? Well, if you're on a certain platform that manages that process, it's their responsibility. You know, you, you, they will get paid based on quality. You, the, you know, when you say I've given it five stars and I'm happy, you know, and that it's been done in a timely fashion for an agreed price. So they'll take responsibility for replacing that freelancer and finding finding another one, you know. Um, whereas if you're just on a you know sort of a matching almost like a recruitment site when you want a freelancer, but you are engaging, you've just gone into a platform to act like a broker or an agency, then that's potentially going to be your responsibility. So you'll have somebody liaising with that freelancer all the time, and you'll know when when that freelancer has you know has stopped and not finished your finished your task. So you have to have the manpower, the people in place to manage the process. That can be you as the enterprise, or it can be, it can be the platform, but you need to, you know, you need to take all of that sort of stuff into, into consideration. And what should you, um, what should you never do? I mean, I, you would never take a, a really complex mission critical project and you've never used, you know, platform sourcing or um, open talent models before and stick it all onto a platform. I mean, that would just be a silly thing to do. It might work, but it might not. Um, and so I would say, you know, the, the sort of cliche would be to think big, start small, scale fast. So try it, prove it, make sure it works, make sure people are into it, and then build on your success. It's very like RPA in that respect. Interesting. So, you know, today you can get a website built almost instantly from an AI with yeah. a hand, just a handful of information, and it's yeah. solid. I mean, it, it, I mean, fast forward a bit, I mean, a decade or more, or even short. I don't know what the time period is really. What is AI in, you know, built for purpose AIs, where do you see them as part of an open gig economy or an open talent economy? What is it doing and where are the people now having to shift? Yeah, so all, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say all because there's so many of them and I don't know all of them, but the majority of the, the, the leading platforms, let's say the top 100 in this space, all have AI built into them or being built into them. So that, you know, as an enterprise puts some demand onto the platform, initially at this stage, their matching algorithm finds the right freelance resource to deliver that, um, to deliver that service. But as the AI gets cleverer, then they will automate some of that, that function. So if an enterprise puts a dem you know, demand for something that it's seen before and knows what the solution is and the asset sits in its library, then it will do it automatically. So we'll see AI play an increasing role in both the matching and the completion of tasks that won't require humans to, to do them. So I think over time, the number of you know, people we see on these platforms will level out, but the capability of the platforms to do more with less will, will start to really, really in increase. They'll become more and more efficient. Absolutely. So, you know, so why, why resource? You, you, what's the competitive advantage? Why do you win? So, um, well, the name resource comes from, because it's resourcing, but we also used to run a consulting company called Source, and then we sold that. And now getting this company back together is like getting the band back together. So resource was the obvious name. It, it, it sort of works in, in, in two ways. Um, 
the, at the moment, there's really not a lot of competition in, the, in this space coming at it from a sort of sourcing and technology services and business process services angle. Um, so, so right now, one of the simple answers is because we are thought leaders in this space and there are not many other consultancies who offer the type of services that we offer. So we're, we're unique, but we're, we're pretty new. The other thing is that we are, um, we're nimble and small. I know that's a bit of a cliched answer but we're able to move very, very fast and we have great, great knowledge. Um, and we're able to expand through a network of other open talent experts globally who are experts in the future of work or experts in talent platforms and they come from academia or they've done it before with one of the sort of 10 or 20 really progressive organizations who've, who've put this in place or, or already. So we've got a great network as well. So I'd say, yeah, we've, we've got a really, almost a unique service. Um, I'm such a nice chap to speak to, so it's really easy to engage us. Um, we're 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 um, we're cost effective, and we can expand and put put these organisations that we work with in touch with real experts in the space. So, how do they get a hold of you? They they go to the re-source.uk. Do they email exactly. you? You want to yep. post the phone number out there? <laughs> how do you want to? Uk is is easy. I'm on LinkedIn, Barry Matthews. You'll you'll find me easily. I'm on Twitter at Source Positive. We, and you'll find us all over social, social media. We have our, our new social media manager who's doing a great job. People are going to soon be really bored of me on, on LinkedIn and social media. So, so I'm easy to get hold of, yeah. Is that an open talent position, the, uh, the marketing manager, the social media? Actually, the social media manager is my son who just graduated from university and needed a job. So I've given him a gig, I've given him a gig for a while. Probably get into the child labor laws going on with that, but we won't. That's <laughs> Equity only, sir. Um, final question. Is the brain behind you yours? Is an actual model of your brain? Well, it, it could be because as you look at it carefully, you can see the silhouettes of, of naked people in there. So that, I'm not saying that that's what goes on in my brain, but, you know, there are certainly times. Actually, my wife bought it, um, who you, you may also know because she's also worked at ISG, Eleanor. Um, when she was drunk and so she she saw it online and we bought a neon you know like piece of art before and uh and in the, in the next morning she'd forgotten that she she'd bought it she got an email she was like what's this i'm like do you not even remember buying <laughs> however big it is a three-foot brain so um yeah so it was my wife's fault but it's um yeah it's it's uh it's iconic i i can no longer unsee what i see in that brain now i, I did not see that quite honestly until you said that and forever I think it's a great exit point. Barry, thank you so much uh, for the time today as always. Great, great to hear from you. Great luck to you as well moving forward. And, uh, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind it's, you're, you're going to be successful once again. Thank you very much. Great to chat. You too. Cheers. Thank you.